Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. Our goal is to add massive value to those in the real estate and the mortgage space. Your hosts along for the ride today, Mr. John Jones. What's up, guys? And I am Brian Lovell, and we are excited to be here with you today. So today, we're talking about one of my, this is going to be fun. All right, let's do it. We're just going to be fun. We're going to talk about uh, one of my favorite topics, and that is marketing your business. So so let's set it up a little bit here, John, is um, we're talking about marketing your business in the current environment that we're in. We're six months, seven months into Did COVID, COVID. Yep. Um, shutdown. And I think the important lesson here is before we get into this is, you know, whatever type of business that you're in right now, especially with how change or th- things are changing so rapidly, um, you've got to be looking at that business plan like on a very narrow basis. You know, like w- the way you used to look at it probably was annually, maybe even quarterly. Shoot, you might have wrote your business plan in November and never looked at it again. Um, who knows? But right now, I think with as this, this fast pace as everything is and as much as everything is changing, you've got to look at it in about 30-day increments. So a lot of what we're going to share today is based off of the current environment that we're in. And we are going to give you our top fives. These are the top five things to do currently in your business. And we're going to give you the top five things to not do in your business. Currently. Which I will tell you are probably more important than the Those top five dudes. Definitely more important. <laughs> yes. dudes. So kick us off, man. Yeah. So let's start us out with one of the top dues right now. Is uh, we we want to be uh, mindful that we still want to share and post on social media, and I think with that um, we want to make sure that we're not only posting and engaging our business mm-hmm. partners and um, and our business uh, relationships, but we want to make sure we're posting some fun stuff and some you know, some stuff that goes on your personal homepage, um, yeah. as well as, you know, not just business, business, business. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, the underlying thing there is, uh, just being authentic. Yeah, right. And absolutely. so I, I think that a lot of times, especially in regards to social media, we have a tendency to post the best parts of our lives, which are good, but we're talking about is the only time that you're visible on social media when you're talking about your business, right? So the authenticity is, I'm sure that there are things that you do other than go to work every day, right? And so- Which, um, which for many of us, it probably doesn't seem like that to the, the way it's been the last six months. Yeah, the last six months. I mean, some things are starting to come back together. Like obviously, you know, you're involved in Little base, League Baseball. Back at baseball, um, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, sports are kind of back full time, but- um, you know, I think that the the part is I would take authentic, not just on social media, but I think that there's some authenticity to, um, I think sometimes when you're reaching out to people, whether it's your sphere of influence, it's your friends, it's your family, um, your referral partners or whatever, I think it's still a good time to just be authentic and be like, hey, John, how you doing? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's true. That's a great point. I mean, you and I talked earlier today and you know, for, for me, um, I had to make an adjustment and that's, that was recently, um, kind of when we were thinking about this topic that we're talking about was one of the things that I hadn't been doing in the last four five, six months during COVID is I'm working from home and I was normally commuting into work, which was a 30, 40 minute commute in. And I would make calls while mm-hmm. I was in the car and not necessarily calls for business. If, if it was business, so be it. Yeah. But I would call out friends, family, and that was my time oh, yeah. going to work and then in the afternoon <clears throat> leaving work. I mean, I made that my time. So I realized I haven't engaged with 
a lot of my old college buddies and just yeah. various, you know, people that I just haven't seen or reached out to. And uh, so I'm going to make that something part of my plan now, um, whether or not I'm going to be driving into work, which we're here today. But uh, just be mindful that, you know, you, there's probably some folks out there that you haven't heard from in six yeah, months. Yeah. And I think the, the part of that, too, John, is the reason you've gotten into that habit we all have is with the work and home environment, like you don't know when the work day starts and when it Amen. ends. Amen. Right. Correct. And so you're probably starting your work day earlier than you normally would. You're probably finishing it later than you normally would. And I, like you, did the same thing. I would save Skipping a lot of my gym. Phone, yeah, I would save a lot <laughs> of my phone calls. Um for my my um, commute, yeah, right. And that was when I called my mom or my dad or my sister or some friends or whoever. But I think um, you know the point we made to the top five, one of the top fives. By the way, these are in no particular order. Is um, you know be authentic. So if you're going to post on social media, if you're going to reach out to people, um, there's more to you than being a loan officer or a real estate agent or whatever it is um, that you do. Yeah, this applies to anything that you do and post. Um, you know, if you listen to social media experts, they, they, they talk about the one to four. So for every four posts, make sure that one's business related, the other three are personal. Wow, you know, that's a good ratio. And, and time them out, you know, throughout the day. But again, don't just hit on business. Yeah. Hey, let's shift gears and let's go right to the opposite, what not to do okay. right now on social media. Oh, go gosh. ahead. And why, why, why don't you start us out there? Okay, so I mean, we're the, in a, we're the, in a tricky time right okay. now. So as we're filming this, we're less than thirty days from an election. From an election, yeah. So here's the thing: I, I told you I lied uh, when I said that these were not in any particular order because this one, this do not, is the number one. The number one. This do is the, not. This is the number right? one on my list, and as that well. is do not post political stuff on your social media ever. Just don't engage. Don't engage. Don't right? comment or engage. I, I would. I, that's the other thing is don't respond. Right. Don't respond. I, I think that's where most people go wrong is you see a post um, that you don't necessarily agree with and you feel that somehow through the power of social media, you are going to influence and change someone's mind. <laughs> Which we didn't have the power and influence that we could do that 10 years ago. Yeah. So this is all new to us. And keep in mind, whatever you do business-wise, <clears throat> it's going to impact your business. Whether yes. or not you know it, it's definitely yes. going to impact your business. Whether you own a restaurant, if you're posting political stuff, you're guaranteed to offend half of our country. Yep. Um, and you'll you'll get some uh, some feedback, good feedback from the other half of the country. But essentially, yeah. it's just there's no win by just, doing it. You just, just don't do it. Don't do it. You cut <clears throat> your business in half. Just don't do it. You know, it's a lesson I try to teach. Um, I have two nieces and a nephew. They're they're now they're. You know, they're getting to be adults. I think my nephew is going to be 30 here pretty soon. Um, but, you know, they were when they were in the early stages of trying to establish a career, I tried oh. getting them to understand that every employer that hires you is going to look at your social Thoroughly. media yes. before they make a decision to hire you. Yes. And are you sure that what you're posting out there is what you want a prospective or a future employer to see? You bring up a great point because we just had that happen here. So we had somebody of interest, and uh, and it's just you, you do automatically. You go in and try to try to take a look at their social media mm -hmm. accounts, and 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 you have to because there's just so much out there, and you just want to make sure you're making the right hire. So, you know, be mindful of that for sure. Good yeah. point. Yep. Cool. So what else we got? 
Well, let's hear it. Let, let, let's go back to like what, what we should do. Let's do a do right now. And I think in our industry, we've started to do some do's about four, five, six months ago for a lot of folks. Yeah. And that's video. Yes. Um, so if you're, if you're haven't done it or you're on social media right now and try to share out their video the last couple of years has really taken off. So we encourage you, um, you know, to, if you haven't already done that, whatever your business is, people love to see video and they yep. want to listen and hear about what business you do, whether it's selling real estate, doing loans or anything. If you own a restaurant, you know, do a quick video about your restaurant, what cool things you have to offer and, um, and, and menu and so forth. Yeah. And, uh, I think there's a lot of different medias that you can use video. Obviously, Facebook is one and Instagram and YouTube and whatever. I, one of the things I learned about a year ago was, um, you know, YouTube is the number two search engine in the world um, behind Google, Google, right? And uh, <clears throat> so if you want people to find your business or learn about your business or your industry or whatever, they are likely going to search on YouTube for that just as much as they would on Google. And obviously on YouTube, video is the name of the game. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and you know, I, here's the thing is like you could make this as little or as big as you want. Um, I think that the intimidating factor is everybody thinks that, hey, I've got to make I've got to have this massive video presence overnight. Um, here's what I'll say. Perfection is the enemy of done. Just start small. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, just start small. Here, here's my my uh, a great coach and a, and a friend here of Van Dyke is a guy named Bill Hart. Bill Hart says you look like that. And you sound like that. Get over it. That's right. That's right. Right. Um, so you know, a lot of people. That's one of the reasons that they don't take that step to get into video is they don't like the way they look and they don't like the way that they sound. They edit it. Quite you know. A bit. Well, yeah. you can't They're never happy. <clears throat> you know, you can't change anything about that. And don't think that you've got to have this big, awesome video social media. But just start with something. Yeah. You know. And then today too, like technology-wise, I think that's another thing that keeps people from getting started is, you know, your, your cell phone is probably just as good of a camera as any, Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, to shoot a, a, you know, a short video on, um, you know, you can get like on Amazon an inexpensive, you know, cell phone tripod, even you could set up at a table or microphone, you know, microphone or whatever you want. I mean, again, you could probably get these tools. Like I think I bought like a selfie stick slash tripod for my cell phone off of Amazon um, for like $15. It even has a little remote so I can be like, bink, yeah. and it turns the video on and I hit the remote when I want to turn it off. Um, but there's also even apps available that you can put on your cell phone that will convert your cell phone into a teleprompter. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so the tip number two is start using video. Just make the first one. Get it out there. All right. You're up. All right. Let's don't do anything right now because you're in business and uh, maybe you're busy or maybe you're fearful. Mm -hmm. But the, the important thing now is you, you've got to do something, bottom line, is don't sit back and wait for a cure to, you know, a coronavirus cure yep. or, um, you know, be mindful that there's, there's ways to still conduct and do business sure. uh, safely and, um, and, and you need to still get after it. Yeah, so the, the tip is don't not do anything. Right. And so that is you need to make sure you're taking action. I think there's two primary reasons, John, people aren't taking action right now. One is what you just shared. Right. They're afraid or fearful to get out in public. Hey, I'm just going to wait to get back to business when there's a vaccine or a cure or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think there's ways to do that and be socially responsible and to stay healthy. Um, but the other reason is 
we're bombarded with business. I, in, in our business, we've never been busier. Um, this is the best run that mortgage business has been on since like 2004, 2005. And so the mistake that can be made is I have more business right now than I know what to do with. So I don't need to do anything to keep the business coming in. Yeah. And then shifting gears towards real estate that do not do anything right now mentality might be is there's no homes listed for sale. I've been trying to get my buyers, you know, into a home and I keep losing deal after deal. Um, nobody wants to sell right now. So I don't want to pick up the phone and call a, a potential home mm-hmm. seller and, and try to solicit a list, listing. And, and right now is, is absolutely a phenomenal time with low rates and low inventory. If you're thinking or have thought about selling in the next year or two, today's the time. I'm telling you right now, the beginning of October in 2020, you need to think about selling now and not wait. Yep, yep. And uh, you know, I just said the last point I'll make to that is like putting your head in the sand is also not a strategy, right? And listen, I understand that, you know, we've been in this uh, pandemic or whatever you want to call it for the last six or seven months. Um, you know, there's probably those out there who've just also got their head in the sand. They're so overwhelmed by everything that's going on around them. Um, here's what I'll tell you. Hope is not an acceptable game plan. Yep. Right. You, you've got to actually have a plan to get some stuff done. Yep. All right. So uh, let's go to our, our third do. If we're going to continue to go back and forth. Go ahead. All right. So the third do is you've got to be consistent in whatever you're doing whether it's social media, whether it's hitting your database, um, whether it's getting visible actually out in the community, you've got to be consistent at what you're doing. Yep. And, and now more now we're in a time where that's probably very hard for a lot of people in our industry to really think about doing. I mean, they're so busy, as you just mm-hmm. alluded to. I mean, business is flowing in for us with low rates. So, mm-hmm. so I know as from a lending perspective, we're, we're super busy. We feel overwhelmed right now. Yes. So any, any plans that we had in place to be front and center um, in front of referral partners probably are getting a little bit neglected. Um, I, I mean, I would imagine just because we're just trying to play catch up, you know, to a lot of things. And, mm-hmm. and in real estate, they're probably somewhat the same way. Maybe they're just, you know, they're, they're running around town trying to find the one, one uh, available house for sale, you know, and get mm-hmm. the offer in, you know, first. I mean, yeah. there is, this is like as urgent for them now. In the past, you know, somebody would call up and say, hey, I want to see this house over on Jones Street. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You better go now. You better just start writing the offer while mm-hmm. you're in the car heading there because there's going to be other ones, you know, coming yeah. across. Yeah, I just, I'm going to, I'm going to make this point a little bit. I'm going to draw it out with a, a quick story if, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine recently who, it, this is not business related. He was trying, he is trying to get something going um, from like a service standpoint. In other words, he's got a vision or a heart, a true heart um, for wanting to serve some less fortunate, in this case, some some widows that are in our community. And um, he's been working and working and working of trying to get other people to come and participate. And that's been the challenge is, hey, like I've done all the legwork. I've, I've worked with a charity to identify you know, right. the, the, the people who need our help, we've identified what help they need. We've put together a plan to meet that need, but I can't get anybody to help me. I need extra hands and feet. And uh, he came to me, and we were talking a little bit about it. And he's like, you know what? I just don't know what else to do. And my response, you know, among some other things was like, you know, consistency compounds, right? If, 
if you ask somebody just once and they say no, and you never go back and ask again, their answer is still no, right? But if you stay consistent with your message, this is what I'm trying to do, this is why I'm trying to do it, eventually it will compound just like interest does. Um, and so that's why the consistency is key in whatever you do, whether it's you know social media posts, whether it's hitting your database, whether it's making those check-in calls yep. that we were just talking about um, before, um, you've got to be consistent with your message because different people are going to hear it and see it at different times. They may not be ready to receive it today, but they might be ready to receive it down the road. Absolutely. I mean, in most cases, I mean, it takes, you know, to make a sale, that no matter what industry, and sometimes it's five, six, seven touches before you're going to get it across the finish line. If you think you're going to get, get a yes the first time you you know, you make your pitch, whatever it is you do, it's probably, you, you know, you're going to fail more often than not. Yeah. Cool. So do you want to hit us, John? Yeah, what, so what's we'll, our next We'll don't? segue into a, uh, a don't and uh, that, that, that'll segue right into uh, don't neglect your current referral partners in Sphere. I mean, as busy as we are, we want to make sure that we are doing what you just said, um, you know, taking the time, time blocking your week and, uh, and reaching out to not only folks that you do business with, but um, even on a personal level that we talked a little earlier about, um, you know, just make sure that you're not neglecting, whether it's family or business, you know, those people that you value and that you do, biz- do, do yeah. business with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, again, I think a lot of this right now could come from the fact that we're all just so busy, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, with, with businesses that, hey, listen, like literally I could go out right now and a loan might just fall from a tree. Um, I'm not saying it's that easy, but it is easier than it's been in a while. Um, so we have a tendency to neglect, um, you know, our, our business partners, our referral partners, um, our current sphere you know, whatever that may be. I think specifically in our business, being in lending, you know, there's two sides of the coin. There's the refi business and the purchase business. By the way, if you're listening to me, one of the things I've always said and I'll continue to say is real estate agents will always sell homes where their rates are 4% or 14%. That's your core business. That's how you should be lined up. Now, in the same breath, you can't be ignorant to the refi opportunity that's in front of us right now either. And so you've got to find a way to balance the two. But the mistake I think some people could be making right now is they're so focused on that low-hanging fruit that is that refinance transaction that they're neglecting their top, um, referral, partners, you know, their yeah. top, their top referral partners, right? And I would tell you there's so much going on in our industry right now on the purchase side of things that if, if we truly feel that our one of our core values is to add massive value to people – You've got to be staying in front of and educating your referral partners on the real estate side so that they're best equipped to help their buyers and their sellers in their role in this in this thing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Hit, hit us up with something we need to be doing. I think right now we've got to figure out a way to try to meet new people as well. Yeah. Right. So like our last two points have kind of talked about our 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 existing our, database or our right. current referral partners. But if, if you're not growing, you are slowly dying. And I've used the analogy before of how a muscle atrophies, right? Uh, my mom broke her wrist 
last week. I've seen some atrophy here in the last <laughs> yeah. six months. Yeah. Are, are you sure it was atrophy? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my mom broke her wrist last week and she, she's okay. But um, she comes over on Saturday or whatever with a cast for the kids to sign. And it made me think of what's going to happen when she takes off that cast in six or eight weeks, right? If you compared the two arms together, the muscles in the arm that are in the cast will have atrophied because they're not used, right? And your business is the same way. If you're not actively trying to grow it, it is slowly dying. And I realize that we're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's hard to meet some new people. How about we throw out some ideas? Yeah, sure. Let's go for it. I mean, you know, we can always go to the basic, uh, you know, start cold calling, you know, through, through, through an agent list. Uh, yeah, you know I mean, I think people. that's a little bit more difficult, but um, you know, here's what I will tell you. I think that um, let's 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 take that cold call and make it a warm call. How many transactions have you closed in the last two years that the listing agent was not an agent you've ever gotten a buyer referral from? Great, point. right? Yeah, that's that's somebody that it's easy to call and have a conversation. You know, hey, I we helped you finance your listing at one two three Main Street. You know, how did it go? How did you feel? How did you like working with us? Hey, it's, you know, it's easier to earn business from somebody who's already done a transaction with you than somebody that you're meeting for the first time. Sure. And I think that's one of the places sometimes that, um, you know, that's easy to make that cold call actually a warm call. Um, I do think there's some ways to do some things safely right now. Um, I'm starting to see more and more agents uh, get back to doing broker opens and open houses. Great point. And I think that there's a way to do that safely. Obviously, I would mask up. I would use hand sanitizer. I would limit the nether- number of people that are coming into the home. But um, it's a great one for agents, by the way. This is a great way for you to possibly earn some buyer business, right? And you're saying, well, Brian, I don't have any listings. There's somebody in your office who has listings that's willing to let you hold that broker, that open house for Absolutely. them in exchange for you getting any buyer leads that might come through. So that's a great way for, you know, you agents to get your business. But for from the lender partner, it's a great opportunity for you to meet a new agent, An agent yeah. um, that you might be able to find a way to connect with and add some value to and build a relationship with. By the way, I'll just throw this out there. We have... Um, I just thought about this. We have some open house kits that are for agents to help them hold a safe and sanitary, I guess you could say, um, open house. So we've got branded face masks, branded um, uh, sanitation wipes, right? Uh, Like Lysol wipes or whatever. We've got hand sanitizer. We've got you know, keys that you don't open have to actually close, yeah, open, open the, the doors door. with. So like, if you want a kit like that, get with one of us and we'll make sure they get out to you. Um, but I think the other thing in our business right now, how about financial planners? Yeah. A great source of business. I mean, that's, you, you know, when you think of a financial planner, I mean, you know, I know we, we've got several folks that work in, in close partnerships with, uh, with those folks and it's a great way to trade business back and forth. I mean, it starts right when, you know, you get a new homeowner, um, you, you know, the, the financial planner can sit with them and talk about, you know, their family, the, the home that they want to buy, how many kids they have, how they're going to fund college, maybe some of the debt, maybe look at opportunities about whether, you know, to refinance some debt. Yep. Um, but financial planners are definitely uh, an, a great way. And, and along with that uh, are accountants yeah. as well. So I, to get back to the point is I think there's some safe ways that you can figure out a way to meet some new people 
um, and gain some influence, build some relationships, and and earn some new uh, business partners. So let's flip it up, John. What do we got for what's a don't? Your data, your database of past clients is a treasure tra- chest. It truly is, um, you know. But I think again, what you're saying is do not neglect. Do not neglect that, right? And that's yeah. yep. And and make sure whatever whatever you do, if you're a realtor, we know you realtors keep an amazing database. Um, being facetious, I'm, I'm just, just a little. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say. No, so I mean, it's important that anytime you're working with a potential client, um, past or or so, even if you don't close with a client, if they can't close now because of financing, you need to add those folks to your database. LOs as well. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's something that's a goldmine for you. And truly, if you look nationwide, we have loan officers at, at a variety of different companies that their entire business comes from past client referrals, not only with them, but calling back to them, asking for referrals and repeat business. Yeah, I, I think, you know, even right now from the refinance perspective, John, I look at a lot of LOs that I have access to their data because they're aligned with us. Um who have years and years and years, 10 years, 12 years of closing 50, 60, 100 transactions a year that have closed six refinances this year. Yeah, I mean, you not it, you, like not that, only are you not trying like crazy. Yeah, yeah you, like you, not only are you not trying, like people are calling you to refinance and you're like, hey, no, thanks. I'm too busy. Yeah. I mean, that, that you're, you're just not calling have, people yeah, back. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you absolutely can get a refinance very easy if you're, if you're you know, hitting your past database cl- yeah. client. So I think, you know, again, your point was do not neglect your, your database. It's a treasure chest. And that's whether, you know, on the lending side, whether that's your referral partners or whether that's your past clients. And by the way, I would even say if you're not putting in your database, even the borrowers you talk to that don't close with you, shame on you. Right. Um, you know, data is big data is worth more today than it has ever been. And I think if you're a real estate agent, it's the same thing. Like how many times, you know, has somebody called you and asked a question about real estate and you weren't able to help them right now and you just move on? I'll tell you, one of the ones I see all the time is, hey, Brian, I've got a a buyer that I want to take out and show a home to this weekend. Can you get them pre-approved? We work on the pre-approval. Their credit score is a 310, right? And, well, maybe 310 is a bad example. But anyways, the answer is we can't help you right now, finance, but we might be able to help you down, down the road. Yep. The, the agent that is only living in the moment of, hey, this is not somebody for me right now, and they move on from, is doing themselves a disservice. That person needs to go into your database, and you need to continue to market to them. One of the things I see happen all the time is we help those folks eventually be in a position to buy. They call us because they're like, hey, Brian, I'm ready. We repull their credit or we retake their application. They are ready. And when we ask the question, hey, do you remember who the real estate agent was that referred you to me? They're like, nope. Yeah, that's a great point. So I was recently at a seminar just before COVID and they talked about statistics. 86% of homeowners can't remember their realtor after two years. And we're not much better. It's yeah. about 81% of uh, homeowners can't remember their lender yeah. after two years. And that's shame on us, honestly. Yep. Um, uh, you know, you look at how many people buy a home. Um, I had it happen twice on my street recently where I had somebody from California come in. They bought the home across the street. 
Within two months, she decided to sell the home because she didn't like being on a certain side of the, uh, the intercoastal. So she mm-hmm. wanted to be on the other side. Listed the home for sale, but she couldn't remember the realtor that had listed the home and who the agent was that when she bought it. And it had been like two months? Two months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, just didn't, not that, she, not that she couldn't remember. She just didn't have their card handy and that person hadn't reached out or done anything to stay in touch or do any check-ins. Yeah. See how they were doing. Yep. So, um, here we've been doing a top five on the top five do's for your business and the top five don'ts for your business. Um, during, you know, COVID is the season that we're in. Um, we've given you four so far on the do's. They are be authentic, um, use video, be consistent, try to meet new people. Here's the fifth one. Relationships are still built belly to belly, right? And I think that that is difficult to do in the season that we're in. But again, I think there's a way to find a way to do this and to be safe, um, you know, doing it. And you just got to be able to get creative about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, several of our folks are using Zoom. I mean, immediately when this started, they were, you know, they they started with a Zoom account and shifted gears. I mean, they Mm -hmm. made the pivot in their business plan and that's how they stayed engaged in front of people. Um, And, you know, we're doing Zoom masterminds on a regular basis to stay in front of people. Um, And even doing, you know, PowerPoint presentations via Zoom webinar with our real estate referral partners. I mean, so you definitely, um, there are ways to stay front and center if you're you're still not able to get out and and actually do the belly to belly stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's it's important to remember that, you know, relationships are still important and they still need to be cultivated and they still need to be built. Um, And you talked about this at the beginning where you know, you had a realization that because of the way that your workday changed, there was a number of relationships that were personal in nature to you that you had neglected. Yeah. And I think, you know, I would say, you know, if that was your takeaway, that's that's great. Um, and also remember that you've probably neglected some professional ones as well. Absolutely. All right. So what's the last one we have for don'ts? I'm going to say, I'm going to shift gears here and say, let's not forget to, uh, you know, to remain healthy and on your diet. I know it for me personally, and a lot of folks that I talk to that, you know, everything kind of, it was, you know, we were, we were, let's, let's face it. Some of us may be uh, drinking a little bit more. I know uh, Pepsi reports uh, record snack sales. So yeah. for a lot of us, like, it what just, about you? Who? I, you know, I think, yeah, I think I'll take some of that too right now. <laughs> I mean, for a lot of us, you know, the, the gym's closed, right? So we had to, it, it threw us into, uh, yes. we've never been in that time. So uh, it, it, and then it, we didn't know how we, you know, initially you and I joked and talked about it. We're like, what, is, what do you think? Two or three weeks? We had just come back from a convention in Orlando. Oh, yes. Yeah. We had seen Barry, Barry Habib live. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we were unsure, like, how long are we going to be closed? So I don't think at first it was almost like we, I felt it was like being back at college freshman year. You know, and we all gained the COVID-15. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, mine yeah, was a little bit more than 15. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was just 15. You know, it's interesting you say that about the gyms being closed. I remember that, that conference that we were at that more one of those mornings we got up to go to the gym yep and the gym, gym and the hotel was, was closed. already closed so we went for a, and we so went we, for a walk. we went for a walk but um yeah i think the 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 takeaway here is do not neglect your health whether it's physical activity or diet yep. um and i will tell you like from my standpoint um my my um systems is not the right word but my habits were different 
pre-COVID. Um, and, and that was truly the yeah. driver that I've, I've walked away with now. The driver was my day started because I had to get kids up and ready for school, Same right? Yep. So I would get up, get a workout in. By the time I was done with the workout, they've at least gotten dressed. They're getting breakfast. Hopefully. And now I'm taking them and dropping them off at school. Yep. Well, now, right now, my kids are doing e-learning and I'm working at home and I am not as disciplined about getting up in the morning and going and working out at the gym. Now, I will if I'm going to meet somebody, but if it's just me. It's time to start, Brian Lowell. You know, it is. You know, like, I mean, today I was bad about it today. Like, I was like, uh, I didn't make it to the gym this morning to do my run. My gym clothes are in my car right now. I'm intending to leave this podcast. You are going to work out. Go to the gym, yes. you know, so. So the bottom line is if you've, like many of us, if you're out there and you've struggled with the, the last four, five, six months, I'm here to tell you now's the time to get back on track. I mean, and, and you need to plan for this the same way you need to plan for everything else. Right. And, and, yep. and make the adjustment where, you know, if your kids are still doing remote learning, you know, make that make, make it intentional that you set your alarm early, get up, hit your workout, um, even even if it's outdoors. I mean, for me, I'm doing a lot of stuff. You know, I'm not back in the gym, yep. but I'm doing a lot of stuff outdoors. I have a bike at home that I can use. Um, so, I mean, just it's important overall for our health, well-being. Um, don't let, you know, don't let what we've gone through just, um, you know, get you down. Yeah. I mean, be health, you know, be health, healthy and, uh, you know, through all this. All right, cool. So those are our top five do's and our top five do nots um, for I'm, your for life and business right now. I'm going to let Brian Lovell close us out. <laughs> OK, well, listen, I appreciate uh, you joining in and spending a little bit of time with John Jones and I for the podcast for our podcast, Contacts to Contracts. If you like what you see, don't forget to subscribe so that you can get alerts um, every single week when the podcast comes out. And uh, if you find it relevant, don't forget to share it either. We would love to uh, be able to help as many people as we can. If there's anything that we can do, we're always here to serve. 